Dadhood. Modern Dadhood Podcast. <laughs> Mark, another modern dadhood. Another modern dadhood episode. 60? Episode 60. That feels like an, like an accomplishment. 60 episodes. Think of someone who's 60 years old. They've accomplished a lot. Okay. This. Man, I don't know. I, I don't, I, let me try that again. Adam, this is Modern Dadhood. The podcast. You don't have to tell me. Oh, I know. Oh, you, you already know? What are we talking about? We're talking about joys, challenges experiences <laughs> that's not <laughs> we have language we have copy we do stick to your script man i don't have the script that's all you gotta do i don't have the script in front of me <laughs> are you kidding me it's an ongoing conversation about the joys the challenges and the general insanity of being a dad in this moment and if you're picking up on anything you should pick up that my brain is just a just a, a bunch of scrambled eggs <laughs> tonight yeah i'll say i'm not gonna lie it's been a rough couple of days but my name is mark check and i am a dad to twin boy four year olds i can say it officially now because it, we are recording this on the day after their fourth birthday and you are sir my name's adam flaherty i'm a dad of two daughters who are eight and five years old sounds like a handful yeah there's a lot i mean my life is busy but rich no but what a lovely thing what a lovely thing to say i want to remind our listeners that mark and i are not not fatherhood experts if it's not clear so if you're looking for advice from this podcast look elsewhere but what we can promise is a genuine conversation about you know the good bad and ridiculous of fatherhood because we're living it today's guest is somebody who i've been following for a while on social media and i'm i gotta say i'm like i'm really intrigued by this guy i'm talking about a guy named owen janes you know him, mark i know him i know him that guy's in my feed that he's usually saying something kind of silly doing something silly uh but he also says a lot of just like really nice empowering things that make you kind of feel good about yourself We'll play back our recent conversation with Owen Janes very soon. All right, Mark, let's get into it. Hit me. I want to talk about a photo of you. Uh oh. <laughs> do you know the one I'm talking? Do you know the one I'm talking about already? No, but but there a few come to mind that make me nervous, I guess. <laughs> There's a photo of you that we've discussed in the past, mm-hmm. and it's you and Jamie mm-hmm. standing on a beach some number of years ago, mm-hmm. and you are wearing some sort of cowboy slash bucket kind of hat. Uh-huh. You're wearing, um, if I remember correctly, it's like, uh, what's the style called? Like a chambray kind of like loose fitting shirt. Like, like a gingham? Like with is, it, the, is it like a gingham gingham pattern shirt? Maybe. Uh-huh. It's probably unbuttoned halfway down. Uh-huh. Sleeves rolled up, if I remember right. You had cargo shorts on. Ooh, okay. And yep. a, a wallet chain. Uh-huh. <laughs> Does this ring a bell? <laughs> it's, um, I mean, a lot of pictures are coming into my mind. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to find this picture that I've seen and put it on our Instagram so that uh people can go as soon as they are done listening to this episode to check it out. Am I wearing a necklace? I think it's like a puka shell necklace. 
Oh, yeah, that one. I know. Or a hemp necklace, something like that. Now I know which one you're talking about. Like there was a time in your life where that that look Mm -hmm. represented Mark Checkett. Yeah. Yeah. Probably a pretty long period of time. Did you feel at that time that that was truly you? Or were you inspired by like other people who dressed that same way? And what was that? High school? College? Wouldn't have been high school if Jamie's in the picture. The earliest it could go back would be like 2003. So early 2000s. Because now you would dress, I don't know, I would describe it. You've got, you've definitely got a sense of style, but you would dress more with like in line with what someone would consider like a typical guy of your age. Typical. Clearly you have style. Clearly you care about the way you look and what you wear, Mm -hmm. but you wouldn't stick out in a crowd as somebody who who dresses eccentrically. No, no, but I definitely used to. At what point did that change and why? Oh man. At what point did that change? Um, I don't know. I'd say a part of me, there's still definitely a part of me that likes to wear something that makes me stick out. I just don't do that as often anymore. It's toned down. (laughs) I don't know. I think it Definitely think it went along with my personality. In my younger days, I was I was loud, I think, literally, physically loud, a lot of energy. And I think and I think the the clothing, which the further back you go, the younger I get, the louder I got. The hmm. loud you know, like you the the further back in time, the louder my personality and everything was, you know, like long hair. Yeah. Even more jewelry. You know, even more ridiculous T-shirts. For a little while, I was wearing these. No, we're talking about the 90s now. But I was wearing these like, I don't know, like shimmery. I don't even know how to describe these shirts. Like sequins? No, not like sequins. It's like the whole shirt had like this shimmery sheen to it. And it would have like a very, very loud pattern. Um, I don't know. I had all these shirts that were like buttoned down, really, really ugly. Kind of makes me think of like that... um, uh, that that I think you should leave now show. Uh, I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. With Tim Robinson. Oh he's, my God. He's I got fucking that. love that show. <laughs> it's a great show, but there's that whole uh, episode with the, the, uh, the, yep. the complex pattern shirts. Uh huh. If you've, if you've seen it, you know what we're talking about. If you haven't, you, there's no point even trying to describe it. Just go look for it. Um, But I definitely had some shirts that kind of fell into that category, I would say, back in the 90s. Uh, Our mutual friend, Dan Snyder, would want to know what you were keeping in the cargo pockets. Oh, in the cargo pockets? Probably, well, if it was high school, probably like, I'd probably have like a Surge, like a can of Surge in one (laughs) pocket. And then probably some like uh, Pop-Tarts or like Nutrigrain bars in the other pocket. Funyuns? It was. was You ever get into the Funyuns? Maybe some. I've been known to have some Funyuns. Yeah, combos was usually my jam. How about cigarettes? (laughs) Definitely, I probably kept the cigarettes right here in the in the breast pocket, (laughs) like an old man. Yeah, no, a lot of questionable uh, choices back then. All right. So, at what point then did you sort of phase out of that and move more towards the style that represents who you are now? I don't, I mean, at some point, you know, I started working professionally in New York city and at some point in my professional career, I, I had gotten to the point where I was in charge of a couple people 
it, it definitely like the goofy, fun, silly, loud, look at me, I'm silly, I'm goofy starts to work against you <laughs> at a certain point. Uh, so I think by the sheer nature of like, I'm in a serious environment and I have to start to look a little bit, look a certain part, you know, some of that kind of goofiness had to, had to take a backseat. The reason that I ask probably no surprise it ties into our guest yeah owen who for most of his life looked like every other guy that he went to school with yeah it was only i don't know a matter of years ago that he decided he wanted to grow his hair out long it was something that he had wanted to do and and now he that that look represents who he is and it's a look that challenges the traditional definition of what it means to look masculine or to look like a man. Yeah. And maybe always, maybe is maybe it represents who he always has been. Right. The one thing that I did do and that I, I kind of regret not sticking with is in college, I got my nose pierced. So I had a nose, a ring in my nose for a couple of years. I really liked that. I thought it looked cool. It felt authentic to who I was. And sometimes I still, I still Hmm. miss that, but, but it was graduating college and applying for jobs that, you know, I was just like, even though I know who I am and who I'm not, and I don't want to not get a job that I'm qualified for because someone has an opinion of me based on the fact that I have jewelry in my nose. Yeah. Why don't we go ahead and play back our recent conversation with social media influencer, Owen Janes. So I want to welcome Owen Janes to the conversation. Uh, by definition, Owen is a social media influencer. He runs immensely popular channels on TikTok and Instagram, which are linked in our show notes. And if you've ever come across him on these platforms, when I describe Owen in a second, you'll know exactly who I'm talking about. But first, Owen, it's really nice to have you here on Modern Dadhood. Yeah, thanks, Jens. It's, uh, it's lovely to be here. I really appreciate you asking. So I know that there's a lot more depth to you than just the way you look. But for those listening, uh, Owen's a pretty unmistakable guy. And most notably, uh, he's kind of known for this amazing, long, curly red hair and an absolutely triumphant ginger colored beard. And he's got these piercing blue eyes. And I say this with full sincerity, man, you are a handsome dude. <laughs> Thank you very much. I, I need to come here more often because <laughs> this feels good. <laughs> but yeah, thank you. That's really cool. So I think there's a bunch of different things that we could talk about in regards to like the content that you create, what it means to be an influencer. And 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 hopefully some of that we'll just we'll just get to um, in our conversation. But first, can you share a little bit about how you got started on social media and like the thought behind creating some of these channels? Yeah, sure. So I'd always dabbled on social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, um, but never really taking it too serious. It was just updates about life and a meme, which I, I found funny. Um, and then when the global pandemic kicked in, I said to my wife, Faye, that I could just see a lot of people had fear and were scared about the situation. And there was a lot of negativity, which was going around social media. Uh, so I said to Faye, do you know what? 
I'm just going to have a bit of fun with this now and try and bring a smile to people's faces. Um, I I knew there was a quite a large uh, long hair um, community, like guys with long hair, also beards, curly hair. Um, so I thought I'm just going to have fun with this. So March 2020 is when I really kind of started posting on TikTok consistently every single day. Um, I had no idea what I was going to do. Um, I certainly can't dance, although there are some uh, very bad dancing <laughs> videos <laughs> on TikTok. Um, and I actually, a funny story very quickly, is um, one of the first dances I did, there was a trending dance, and I was trying to get it right over and over again to the point, and I kid you not, I actually tore my calf muscle. And then luckily we were oh, working shit. from home. I know. <laughs> Um, oh, it's unbelievable. So at that point, I thought, you know what, dancing on TikTok definitely isn't for me. Um, and then I just, yeah, consistently every single day just wanted to bring a smile on people's faces. So just started posting on TikTok and Instagram to get to where I am today, which, uh, yeah, it's been incredible. I feel like there could be a whole subsection now, right, of like TikTok dances, which is like injuries from (laughs) that in and of itself. And then because of the way the meme world works, there'd be like a sub sub version of that then, too. Yeah. It's not for me either. I would (laughs) would fall right into the category of I just pulled something. (laughs) Yeah. Welcome to my team. So obviously a lot of the the content you create is centered around the way you look and your hair and your beard. What was the, uh, you've posted photos of what you looked like before you decided to grow your hair and grow your yeah. beard. I wonder what was kind of the inspiration there. Did you always have a feeling that like that growing long hair would be something that, that you would love? Yeah. So I'd, I'd, it always been in the back of my mind to have long hair. Um, but my, my background in the working world is sales. Um, and it's over here in, in England, the UK, it's, it's various stereotypical short hair, clean shaven. You have to look professional um, in quotation marks. And so I, I'd never really done it. Um, I'd also, obviously with peer pressure as you're growing up as well, you see other guys around you, short hair. It's the normal thing to do. Um, and the colour of my hair I'd received, um, I, I, I always say I wasn't bullied as such. Like I see some people who get a lot of stick when they're growing up. Luckily, I was fairly good at sports. So um, I think that kind of saved me a, lis- a little bit. So I was never known as like the nerdy person, but I was also never known as the ultra popular person. I was always in the middle. Um, so I used to get some names called um, towards me, so, but I also um, recognise that other people did get bullied quite hard. I've always been quite uh, open and honest and I don't shy away from things. So, yeah, it just gave me a really good opportunity to to share my thoughts and, and ideas on how you can actually embrace who you are and not let other people affect you and where you want to go in life. Yeah. I, man, I think that openness and that honesty, I mean, that's just such a key thing that seems to be missing from a lot of a lot of the Internet world. I mean, the world in general, maybe, too. But we also seem to be spending a whole lot more time, you know, in in interactions like this and that it's so easy to hide some of that openness and some of that honesty and the realness, you know, or put on something, you know, put on an act or something 
Um, so I, I think that's one of the things that Adam and I both really like about your content, which it seems like your channels and stuff seem to be growing and it's obviously catching on and, and something that people are gravitating towards. Was there a moment that you can point to where you thought to yourself, well, maybe I've kind of got something here. This is resonating with people. Was there sort of like a moment that 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 became apparent to you? Yeah, it's, there's a video and it's uh, it's a funny it wasn't necessarily meant to be a funny video, but it actually is quite amusing when you look back at it. Um, and that's what really kicked it all off. Um, I knew it, there was steady progress before this video, which I'll mention in a second. Um, so I could see my numbers were going up. And I'll be completely honest with you. I, I was not expecting to get to where I am today with social media. I love building communities online and having um, some good laughs in the comment section with people and building those relationships. So the fact it's just taken off is is brilliant because I can get that hmm. multiple times. Um, but it was probably uh, summer of 2020. So it's fairly quick. Um, and it was the first big viral video which I had. And it was one where somebody had asked... Um, about having uh, white hair as a ginger person or red hair um, and do you go white so I just answered and said I'll either be Father Christmas or a wizard <laughs> and honestly <laughs> I'd, I'd have no idea it would have it would have taken on as it did but, um, by people and it just took off and um, I think that wow. that got over 6 million views or something and shares were wow. in their thousands and I started seeing it on different platforms and I then started to get the um, the follower account on TikTok. Just it grew exponentially. It was, it was huge. And then that then moved across to Instagram as well. Because there was more exposure, it's just organically grown since then. And it's been a nice steady growth from there. One of the things I wanted to ask you about sort of takes us back a, a minute ago. You mentioned dealing with bullies growing up, you know, just commenting on the color of your hair, something that you have no control of and, and is just who, who you are. Yeah. The theme of our podcast is fatherhood. And so I think that this topic sort of is what connects your story to the fatherhood conversation. And once in a while, you will post a video that is addressing a negative comment that you've received. And the first time I saw how you responded to someone who was trolling you. Well, aren't you a delightful piece of shit? But I truly hope you have a wonderful day. And I wish for you to walk into a lamppost. Merry Christmas. You basically just rejected their opinion in a really lighthearted way. And, and it occurred to me in that moment that like, wow, this guy, you know, whether he intends to or not, his followers are seeing someone who is unapologetically just being himself and cheerfully discarding opinions that might like challenge his self-confidence. Have you sort of wrapped your brain around the impact of that? Not to be honest. No, not when you put it like that and you actually really do think about it. No. Um, and it's, it's really cool when you do think about it. Cause it's, I know, I know I receive messages from parents who will send me photos of their, of their kids just saying that, Oh, I, I show my, um, my, my child a, a video or a picture of you and the confidence you've given them just from being you is incredible. Uh, now I'm not a parent myself, but I'm an, I'm an uncle. Um, and I even, like, even the kids that I, I do, um, inspire and give confidence to it honestly touches me right in the heart as well 
Um, so, yeah, when I do think about it, I, it, it does give me a really good feeling um, to know that I am I am unapologetically me. I'm quite blatant. Um, my my content is quite random, um, but yeah, the, the name calling and things. It's I've seen so many people, children all the way up to adults, and we're talking people in their seventies who let other people affect them. It just doesn't. It, we we shouldn't allow it to affect us. And unfortunately for my wife, because of my personality. I will go and wear her dresses and deflect <laughs> a troll comment on a video just to, mm. just to, like you say, reject it. That you don't have to, you don't have to be aggressive in in your response to trolls. I think they should sometimes be acknowledged. A lot of people will say, "Don't acknowledge them because they're getting the energy they want from you." Mm. But but if everybody were to reject a troll, nobody will know how to to reject it or handle it. So if you can see they're just words, you don't have to let them affect you. And you also never know how the way that you respond to someone who's commenting like that may change the way that they interact with people moving forward. I mean, you could be having a positive impact on that person as well, just by taking the moment to discard their opinion, but also not totally just trash them, you know? Yeah, it's important. Um, there's a guy you 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 both may have heard of, um, Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk. Mm, of course. Yeah. He's probably the person that I've most related to with the message that he gets across to people. And again, it's very, very similar. It's just he can articulate it better than I can in his videos and content. And yeah, so, you know, trolls try to troll me. I've had some people respond to me and say, I didn't think you'd you'd respond or you'd reply. So you can tell they're just leaving a comment just because they probably felt in a crappy situation for that moment in time. Um, So you're right. Yeah, hopefully I can change their, their way of thinking. It's funny. I mean, in our household here, so I, I so I'm a, I have two boys. I have twins. They're four years old. We 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 don't we don't actively try, you know, on one hand to like push them towards your boys, and so you act this way. We also don't actively say the opposite of whatever the opposite of that is. You know, we we do we try to just you know approach situations with them with a sense of like openness and, you know, be ready to experience new things and, and take them at face value and learn and grow. And, you know, and of course this is all being done on like a small scale because they're, they're young. Um, but still it's like, they've started kind of like, they'll hear music. They'll, they'll, they'll rush will come on the radio and they'll, is this a boy or a girl singing? You know, it's like, they want to know that or they'll see, or they'll see a, a, um, We'll watch a cartoon and a character will have long hair and they'll be confused. Is that a boy or a girl? And like in every one of those instances, it's like. It's it's I'm finding it interesting that they're picking up on these things without us preemptively pushing them to think about things. So they're doing it in a very natural way. But I'm also super unsure as to how to always answer the question. And what I really and, and what I really like about you and your approach towards putting your content out in the world, just that approach, but also the approach towards dealing with people who want to challenge or question for whatever reason is that you're just, you're just doing it as part of who you are naturally. And I, that's the kind of stuff that I, I want my kids to be able to see exists out there in the world that, Hey, this is just a person who has long hair. They happen to be a a man and it gives them an example without having to 
have an agenda. There's no agenda. There's no agenda forcing an example, you know, but it's, it's something that because we all have this quote unquote normal image in our minds Mm. of say what a man is supposed to look like, we need examples out there that kind of like buck that challenge, but, but it doesn't always have to be done in a combative kind of way because that can, that can be that thing that turns people off. I don't know if I'm making any sense, but I, I just, I guess I'm saying sort of like, I just appreciate the fact that you're out there doing what you're doing in the manner that you're doing it. Um, because it, it makes me feel good that that kind of stuff is out there in the world that my kids, if yeah. they were to come into contact with, can experience something. It's a different perspective, something that I can't give them. Thank you. No, that's, um, yeah, it's really cool to hear as well, because that's, that's exactly what I want to get across to people. Mm-hmm. I, I, say, I say to my wife that I think... Well, you'll both have life experiences, you know, you've, you've had loved ones come and go in your life have passed away and things like that. And you get to realize the grand scheme of things, just have fun, just do what you want to do in life and feel good. And I honestly, people's words, as we've mentioned, they mean nothing to me. It's, mm. I'm a very chilled kind of guy. Um, I've got a lot of love, which I, I give out. Um, any hate or negativity that comes toward me, I can just bat it away. Honestly, it doesn't matter. Sometimes there can be um, words which may not be appropriate for uh, four-year-olds, for example, but again, they are going to experience that in life anyway. So I think I'm not going to hold back and I'm just being true to myself. So if a parent wants to show them my content, fantastic, you know, go for it. But if not, I totally understand why. So it's really cool to hear that that's the kind of feedback and what you both get from from my content, because that's exactly the type of message that I want to give out. So, yeah, thank you. One of the things you just said, Mark, kind of inspired a question for me, and that is there's not a grand plan. You're just doing it. And, and Owen, you like you said, you're clearly enjoying it and having fun with it. I think it's that sort of just doing it, that authenticity, that is what makes it sort of cut through the clutter. It doesn't there's not an, an entire story that you're trying to tell. And at the end, you want your followers to, you know, to do something. It's more you're just there living your life and somebody that they can look up to. What, what's interesting is I feel like you are communicating with your fans, particularly younger people, on a different level than their parents can. It's just a different mm-hmm. relationship do you think that you have gleaned any like wisdom or insight that you could share with parents listening on how to support their kids who are maybe, you know, struggling with self-confidence or dealing with, you know, bullies or, you know, advocating for themselves in some way? Yeah, it's, it's, I guess from my own experience as well as being a kid, we've all been a kid. That's what we've all got in common. Um, so we can all relate. So I would say. For me, it's just allow your child to be who they want to be. Encourage them to be the best that they can. Be kind, be polite, be generous and reward them when they are like that. But just let them flourish and be happy. Find out what's what they want to do. Allow your kid to explore the world like you say. Find out what they're passionate about and then let them go and do that. And if they change their mind, fine. Let them go and do, do something else. It's always about learning. So I say, just let them be and do what they want to do if they're having fun, but do not force them. That's it's interesting. That idea of learning, you know, I mean, that even that in and of itself really comes with such a 
preconceived notion of what that's supposed to mean. You know, like my kid goes to school to learn or maybe alternatively, like I'm a parent and some, and so I'm supposed to teach my kids. And so therefore they learn from me, but, but building a, a, a sense of wonder around the world and, and letting kids, as you, you put it sort of like flourish and go after the things that are interesting to them. I mean, that means that they can learn from, from anywhere, you know, and at any time, it doesn't have to be relegated to sitting in a classroom and and, and staring at a teacher who's talking to you, you know, um, it can be anywhere. And I think the real, the real nugget that's, I think, important to instill is, is the interest in the learning itself. And I, I think it's important. It's a good point because in, in school as well, it's important to understand math and, you know, um, English for your writing skills and things that you're going to need in life. But in other subjects, really, you're not learning. You're, mm. you're just having words regurgitated to you from somebody who's standing at the th- front of the classroom. That's not learning. Um, I can't remember the exact um, Latin meaning, but learning is um, from drawing within so that's when you you understand in something you draw it out of you. You don't listen; it comes out of you, and that's that's where I think um, I think education is fantastic, but it's not it's not the be all and end all. Um, it needs to be more flexible, and it should be changed. If I'm honest with you, I think it needs to be looked at worldwide. That's where we should be going. We should allowing people to to flourish where they want. So I think I'm I'm wondering if throughout this process, right? This growth that you're talking about and from when you set off until now, it, it, at what point, I suppose, did you kind of sit down and say, here's my mission. It's a, it's a, I have a personal mission that I'm on or that, that this is a a career arc for me. Did you think about it in those terms at at any point? Yeah. I've always been entrepreneurial, Ish. I joke that I'm a, a lazy entrepreneur because if I can do it the, the easiest way, then I'll do that. Um, I'm not necessarily somebody like an Elon Musk who's going to go and create the next rocket to the next universe. All the way from being a child um, through to where I am now, um, I've wanted to do something a little bit different. And I've always said I feel big. I can't explain it, but I feel bigger than what I actually am. I know I'm a human, but I feel bigger, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew there was more for me to give. Um, and then social media really kicked in with Facebook. I can't remember when, but way back when, when you could only do a, a post, there was no pictures or videos. And I was like, right, okay, I can see this turning into something. But then what, to answer your question, on was there a moment? Again, it would definitely be for where I am right now, um, the start of uh, the lockdown in England, which was, I think it was March 2020. It could have been a little earlier. So I saw it as an opportunity to bring my personality as i say onto social media and that was what two two years ago now which is quite scary to think but just under two years ago and i also have bad days don't get me wrong i'm I'm not here you know just floating along on a nice fluffy cloud i have challenging days and i have challenges in my life and my family and everything as well um but i've i've learned over time how to accept them it's how how do you look at a situation it's a pandemic it's bad Yes. What can you do about that? Well, I could either go down the dark hole or I can see what I can actually bring a bit of light into the world. So that's what that, that's the direction I went. <laughs> it's very inspirational. Honestly, yeah. you mentioned feeling like there's something bigger than than you. And I think that this amazing 
balance that you strike with, you, you know, this this public persona that people follow and are attracted to and are inspired by is that some of your content really does feel like you're this larger than life this persona when you post the Viking photography, the, it, it, it's incredible. And it feels like this is a larger than life person, but then you'll post something that is, you know, f- that you filmed in your living room and you feel like that it feels like this is a very tangible person who is just like me in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And I think again, that's why your content cuts through and affects people in the way that it does. So thank you for that. No, no, my, my pleasure. And again, I'm, I'm glad it comes across like that because we're just people. We are all the same. Genuine thanks for the positivity that you put out into the universe. I think it reaches very far. You know, we're lucky to have you out there doing your thing, living your life and, and sharing it with us on social media. So thank you for that. Uh, Dads, one of the brands that Owen works with is called The Beard Struggle, and they make a bunch of awesome beard products, including this great uh, heated straightener, which if you follow Owen on Instagram or TikTok, you're going to get to see the product in use. Uh, bearded Dads who are listening, if you want to try out their products, go to thebeardstruggle.com. You can use the code OWEN at checkout, O-W-E-N at checkout for 20% off your order. And I should mention that your title with the beard struggle for obvious reasons is brand Viking master. Yeah, that's it. That's the one. Thank you. <laughs> oh, and thanks. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. It really was like a, a delight to chat with you and uh, we wish you and your wife the best. Thanks, man. Lovely. Cheers guys. And thank you. Thank you for hosting the, the podcast and allowing people to have the opportunity to share their message as well. So thank you too. point in the episode where if you were to have some kind of instant regret or something you'd like to share now would be a really good time good news man i got an instant regret happened just the other day roll tape All right, I'm going to paint a picture for you. All right. So the other day, I was driving my girls home from school. It it must have been a Monday because they had spent time with their grandmother the day before. She's a listener of this podcast. So hello to Grammy. Hi, Grammy. I know she'll hear this. Hi, Grammy. Thanks for listening. Anyway, we're driving home, and the girls see this stack of papers in the car, which are basically like loose coloring book pages that Grammy gave them. Grammy was an art teacher for a lot of years and she's an amazing artist and she loves doing art, coloring and painting and stuff like that with the girls. So she sent them home with these coloring book pages. They were left in the car. Like everything in our lives gets left in my car. Mm -hmm. They spot these and they start arguing over which pages belong to who. So it's like one of them's, you know, saying that like, you know, Grammy wanted me to have, this one specifically and like, no, this one's really special to me. And like, I had already started coloring this one. So this one's mine. 
and it just started escalating. And I'm just like, yeah. girls, like, let's not worry about that stuff now. Like we, when we get home, we'll lay them all out. We'll sort it out. Grammy would want for the, this to be even and fair. Like it's no big deal, but they continue bickering. They can't let it go. My frustration is building as like their volume is building in the backseat. I'm, I keep trying to diffuse things and it just doesn't work. Soon I get to my breaking point uh-huh. and my voice comes out, you know, stern. Mm-hmm. And here's what I said. And and when I said this, I, I truly thought that it was going to solve the problem uh-huh. and you'll see why. Mm-hmm. But the moment that it came out, I knew <laughs> I knew that it was it had backfired. Mistake. So here's what I said. Uh-huh. I said, until we get home, none of these belong to either of you. They all belong to me. Uh-huh. And they both. <laughs> They both, eight years old and five years old, they both start crying. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm laughing now, but at the time I felt horrible. Well, it, it really, I mean, the lo- it, there's some logic there. There's a little <laughs> bit, there's a little bit of logic and I can see how, and I can see how you thought this'll, this'll diffuse the situation. Well, I was like, I'm taking the ownership argument out of it. I'm yeah. just saying they're all mine. And yeah. then, you know, we'll work together to uh-huh. like reassign them when we get home. It wasn't a like, I'm taking these away or like, I'm going to make them disappear. I'm going to throw them away or right. whatever. It was just, I'm removing the argument about ownership because now they're assigned to me mm-hmm. and they will be reassigned when we get home. Like I've been saying all along. So now... Tears, tears, tears. I'm like, oh, I didn't like, what do you do? Mm. What do you do? And like an eight year old and five year old both are suddenly crying over this. I just have to be like, I'm sorry. I didn't. I said something that I thought was going to help. They're both like, you made it worse. What were you thinking, dad? Stupid. I don't know. Idiot me. Made them both cry. Where'd you go, jerk? Instant regret well well dr flaherty phd we're at the end you hear that music we're we're way beyond the end (laughs) dads you can find modern dadhood at well at moderndadhood.com or anywhere you listen to your podcast that might be apple stitcher spotify pocket casts beardcaster uh, Viking, Viking pod, wherever you listen, somebody please me. leave us a rating and review and subscribe. If you haven't, we would appreciate it. Don't forget to tell a friend, Adam. I tell people about the podcast all the time. I told someone earlier today. Doubt it. Who? Who? St- Brendan? Steve. Brandon? Steve. Steve who? Steve podcast. <laughs> Steve podcast. <laughs> What a liar. I know. It was somebody. It was somebody. <laughs> so this uh, last week, probably I told somebody about it. <laughs> oh, you know what? If you can't get enough modern dadhood from the podcast itself, you should check out our YouTube channel because we have some fun, silly things. We also have a Facebook page. Sometimes you'll see some fun things. You know, we used to do these things called quick hits right in to hey at modern dadhood and tell us... Did I say dot com? People know how e- emails work. Yeah. No, there's a dot com. Let us know. Let us know your feelings on the quick hits. Do you want them back? Well, maybe we'll try putting in the effort. While you're on the internet, you can go to the modern and pick up a hoodie. 
As always, we want to thank Casper Baby Pants and Spencer Alby for the music in Modern Dadhood. We want to thank Pete Morse at Red Vault Audio. That's redvaultaudio.com for making our recordings sound as good as he possibly can, which I, I happen to think is pretty damn great. And thank you to Owen Janes for the awesome conversation. Definitely follow him on social media. He's great. There's another thank you that you you like to do usually. I always like to say thank you to the listeners. Oh. <clears throat> and thank you for listening. Podcast. Does it matter?